Hey everyone, welcome to the Breakthrough Breakdown. In this podcast, we'll be breaking down the sermon from the previous week, diving into theological discussions, and even having some fun. Make sure to join us every Wednesday on Spotify, Apple Music, and download our Zion Lutheran Church app for more updates. And with that, we hope you enjoy the Breakthrough Breakdown. Well, hey, welcome to the Breakthrough Breakdown. This is a very special Christmas episode. I'm Jason. I'm John. Sean. Jennifer. I love John that you're like, John. It felt like the Mickey Mouse Club. That's what I was going for. (laughs) That's what I was going for. It was very festive. It was very. Holidays at the Zion Lutheran Church church building. Are you singing still? Yeah. Oh, dude, he's been singing into the microphone for like the last 10 minutes. Uh, So. Okay, uh, just the way you said holler, holidays, it's all you said holidays. Like, holidays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, I prefer right. the phrase holy days, but whatever. Holy, gets yeah, yeah. It's all, all right, so here's the, here's the question before we start. So this is, again, not your typical breakthrough breakdown. Jennifer, you're preaching on Sunday. I am. And we're not Jeez. doing a breakthrough breakdown for that or for January 2nd. Right. Right. That's my wife's birthday. Oh, fun. January 2nd. I'll have to wish her a happy birthday. So sorry. I won't tell you her age, though. She's older than me. I'll just say that. So she's wow. a cougar, cougar for a little bit. For just a six, little while. Like six months. Six like months. She's a yeah. cougar for six months. And I let her know every time she turns something before me, for that first six months, my wife's older than me. She turned 30 before me, 40 before me. She'll be 50 before me. My wife isn't even close to 40 yet. She's like 32. Yes, yeah, yeah I, for sure. Yeah, I'm 31. That's yeah, like six months go. difference. There you go. Same uh, bit. Yeah. <laughs> and then our anniversary is on the 12th. We're celebrating 20 years this year. Oh, yeah. that's amazing. I can't. Go. I've. That's weird to hard, me. That's hard, hard for me to believe, to be honest. I, that, you and well, me for both. you, that's, oh, that's your most entire of his life, life yeah. mostly. Yeah. Yeah. I could no, be crazy. your dad. Mm. That's a weird thought. I would have been 22 and I'd, I'd, I'd be, be your a, dad. A black Irishman? Yep, that, that's a black Irishman. <laughs> <laughs> don't know what accent that was. I don't know, either, but it wasn't Irish. That's it wasn't Irish, sure. and it wasn't. You can't don't even. <laughs> oh my gosh! So I was talking with a friend of mine this morning, and we were talking about maternity leaves and policies. And he said, "I don't know if this is true or not, but at Netflix, if you stare at somebody of the opposite sex for five seconds, there's a reason why I'm saying this. Then that you can for you can actually technically turn in a harassment claim." Really? For five seconds. And I was like, that seems weird. And then I stared at him for five seconds. That's a long time. I just want to point out, I'm in a room with all men. Where am I supposed to look? Well, so here's why I bring it up. We were before we started the podcast, Jennifer was laughing. She said something and she's like, I'm not laughing. And I just stared at her. Yeah, and it was awkward. And it was awkward. (laughs) It was enough for harassment. (laughs) (laughs) But that's what made me think about it is I'm like, I just literally had this conversation. But think about it. Okay, so stare at five seconds, count to five, but real five seconds. Uh huh. Am I supposed to be counting? Yeah, like, hold on, hold on. Oh, okay, Where you okay. can't go, one, go. One audience one listeners, Jason is staring two, at me right two now. Two Mississippi, three, three Mississippi, four. Uh-huh. Like that's a long time. <laughs> <laughs> not even in, first of my, all. my favorite thing though is that we are on audio podcast. Yeah. All we're see. doing is talking, and you guys are staring at each other, which nobody mm-hmm. can see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you're describing it. But, it's like radio back in the old timey days. Sure. When that war of the worlds, but I was like, man, five seconds is a long time. Yep. It doesn't feel long until you. Now she's staring at me. Now I feel, I feel judged. <laughs> I'm so used to being stared at, so it'd be. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer, I laugh, and Jennifer's like, oh, and I'm like, that's funny. <laughs> all right, so it's Christmas time. Before we get into, I mean, we, the Christmas Eve messages, and I'll be honest, I, I've always struggled with Christmas and Easter messages because everybody's heard the bit. You already know what's coming. How do you make it enough different? But uh, right now, how many of you are watching Hallmark movies in your household? A hundred percent, yes. We have watched a few, but a lot of them have been. We've been watching some of the new releases, like just new Christmas movies in general, from like Netflix and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Hallmark like a, style. There's, there's like it's a Hallmark style. Yeah, shows. yeah. I, we're not. We're not watching any of that. I'm gonna invite Ashley over and then change her mind. Well, like I, she's, I think she. I think she enjoys Hallmark movies because that was a tradition with her mom. But but because like we're so busy. Yeah. And so, like, <laughs> and I've been struggling. <laughs> I've been struggling with a lot of stuff. And so, like, um, we've been watching a show called Home Before Dark. Um, That's Apple a dope TV. show. That is that, so good. Your daughter, 
She's the one that took Indy. She was like, "You need to watch this show." Such a good and show. And I was like, "It's so right. it's it's about this little girl who who's pretty Based much on a true story. Yeah, Based who's, on a true story. She's like a she's a reporter, and like I love just the real realness of the show of like what a family can look like, what distress can look like. It's really it's a it's good really family good show. show. We watched it as a family. I Apple think there's three TV. episodes. Oh, Sponsor cool. me. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> for for Kate Bob Goff. Bob Goff, Bob Goff, N.T. Wright, any other any other names? David Platt. I've been really big on David Platt, so yeah, I think shout out to to you. I'm praying for you, buddy. Yeah, we need to throw those in. Uh, Kate's not feeling well. She's got the vid. Mm-hmm. Yep. She's, she's got the yep. vid. I know we've got a few people who've got the vid right now, and it's it's coming up. But okay, so here's the thing. So I've always been against Hallmark movies, and this year my wife has finally turned me to the Hallmark side. Like I don't, yeah. I cancel out the dark side, like the green side. You can, you can call it the dark side. It's fine. Like, like I'm now, I, I've actually watched some, and I, there's one where Lisa, I started, she left, and I kept on watching, and I was enjoying it. Oh, you cheated on her. I did. I cheated. <laughs> <laughs> I, so there's some that I actually really enjoy, but like I, we were talking about on the for Christmas Eve, we talked about the um, uh, the different tropes. And, you know, there, we went through the whole list, but I won't go through them all. But, okay, I'm going to ask a serious question now. Um, movies that are not typically Chris, technically Christmas movies, but should still be considered Christmas movies. I will go to my grave believing that Die go. Hard yep. is a Christmas movie. <laughs> How? It's set at Christmas. He's trying to get back to his family. It has a lot of the tropes from the Hallmark. The only difference is there's machine guns and terrorists. <laughs> yeah. Say, yeah, that's but that one. He's in a building, CEO. There's clearly it's <laughs> it's, it's clearly Hallmark esque. Hallmark esque. Home Alone. Home Alone's a Christmas oh, yeah. movie. Home Alone definitely a Christmas movie. Uh, you know the one for me is While You Were Sleeping with Sandra Bullock. Um, I it's is, like literally, is that the one where she's in a coma and or he's, he's in, in a coma? coma. That's right. And it, it just is set at Christmas time, but it's not really a Christmas movie. But they, there's like a Christmas morning scene. Actually, that fa- my favorite scene from that entire movie is this weird segue. I don't know what you call him when it's like it doesn't have any point to the movie where this kid is bicycling and he's delivering a newspaper and he crashes. That's and then just cues to the next scene. It's awesome. And is that when he, that's why he's in a coma? No, it is. No, the boy is just nothing to do with no. it. No, it's been years since I saw that. No, movie. it literally is just like John. What's that called when it's like from one scene to the next, and you have like this little? Is there a word for that? Cut between the scenes. I guess. Yeah, it's I just like cutscene. I don't even. It, I I think it maybe happened on accident, and they got it on film and thought it was hilarious and put it. <laughs> <in>. <laughs> uh, um, uh, better off dead. Uh, not familiar with that. John one. Cusack. I think that's mm-hmm. a Christmas movie. I, I think the rule of a Christmas movie is anything that has a Christmas in it could technically qualify as a Christmas movie. Where I Christmas, bet. Hunger uh, Games. Hunger Games. Yeah. <laughs> how, how is Hunger Games a Christmas movie? Setting the cold. That's no. <laughs> it's the middle. Of cold is not <laughs> Christmas. Christmas is a season. Cold is not as cold is a season. But it's not the Christmas season. Okay, I'm not helping my case here. Uh-huh. I'm not helping yeah. my case here. <laughs> we're just opening the, we're opening the doors to all sorts of movies there's tons of movies that have got to be now if you think about it, like they redid Home Alone which I haven't watched I kind of don't want yet. to don't I refuse it. to watch it don't, don't I've heard it's good you heard it you will I, just like just keep the nostalgic at the nostalgic okay just, all right just, just a classic don't ruin it okay I see well and, and so this goes back <laughs> this comes actually to Christmas Eve don't ruin it I think this is probably my struggle with Christmas Eve is everybody don't screw it up <laughs> 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 why are you, yeah, why are you why are you adding adding different stuff in here? So like Jesus is in the manger and then like Darth Vader shows up right. and there's lightsabers and like <laughs> Like, Hans Gruber is there. Hans Gruber is there. I, I, Gruber is there. The Gruber. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, this is a shout out to way too much television right now. So uh, on Christmas Eve, I, I was thinking about this. Okay, so putting yourselves in the Christmas story, I think that's part of the difficulty mm-hmm. is we all know the story. We know how it turns out. Um, but putting yourself in the story, I think, is a big one for me. And when you think about it, what part, what elements of the story of Jesus and Mary or Mary and Joseph's story. Is there parts of that for you? They're like, man, are there parts you connect to? Are there parts that you've never thought about? Like for instance, uh, we did something different this year. And that is I came up with a theme before I did the message. I'm like, here's what I want to get to. And it forced me to look at Christmas through a very different lens. So for instance, uh, Joseph, the detour for Joseph is that he, he actually thought Mary had an affair. An angel has to come to him in his sleep, right? And during a dream. 
And and then he decides that, no, okay, I, this is true. And then it says, and then he took her and married her. And one of the things that I'd never thought about is the reason why he happened so quickly is everybody thought Joseph was the dad, which means he immediately had to marry her so that everybody would think that she was, that was his son. Like, how awkward is that? And he, yeah. he knows it's birthed by the Holy Spirit. Joseph, congratulations. <laughs> now I won't look at Jennifer. I'm afraid of the five-second rule. <laughs> but, like, I, I never thought about, like, Joseph, when you didn't want people to know, because who's going to believe you? Oh, the Holy Spirit came on. Like, we believe it because we see it in Scripture, but nobody else would have. They would have yeah. been like, dude. What you mean? Come on. Come on. Either you slept with her or she was sleeping with someone else. Like, yeah. get, get your story straight. You and know? that's a oh, likely story there, yeah, Joseph. Right. Uh-huh, right, Mary. And and so, like, he had to walk around. That was a detour for his life. He had to not, he didn't, he knew that he was the adoptive father of Joseph, of Jesus, but nobody else, everybody else believed it was his son. That's the carpenter's son, not the carpenter's adopted son. Mm-hmm. And that I just never thought about that before, and and what that must have been like for him, and and even just those nuances. Anybody else, or were there parts of the Christmas stories as you're thinking through it that maybe you're like, man, I never thought about it, that perspective, putting yourself in their shoes. I always think this is. I think in general, I think this a lot, but with Bible stories, especially the Christmas story. It all happens so fast when you read it. It's like, and then this happened, and then this happened, yeah. and then this happened, and then angels appeared, and shepherds appeared, and wise men <laughs> appeared. It like really fast all at once. Did one. you snap really? Practice. Here's a practice. I don't snap. Did you know I don't snap the same way on both hands? No one can see that. No one can see that. It's an ADD moment right there. Sorry. You did that. I was just really impressed with your snapping. Thank you. But it all happens so fast, and and when we were talking through this whole detour to Bethlehem, it really was a lengthy detour. It wasn't like, and then they stopped by Bethlehem on their way home. No, it was, <laughs> we went, what was it? Like 60 some miles, out of, the, miles out of our way to go to Bethlehem. to Bethlehem. Yeah. For a census, which they didn't want to do. No. Yeah. It was inconvenient. It was out of the way. It was at the time when Mary's about to have a kid. It's like, this is, Wow, this took a long time. This took a yeah, long I could, time. I could imagine like like having a pregnant wife on a donkey <laughs> and like for sixty miles. Mm-hmm. Like like she no no wonder why you know Jesus popped out so quickly. <laughs> All right, now think about this for a second. Here's some misunderstandings. Did you know she probably wasn't riding on a donkey? She would have been in a cart. Mm. How about this? Do you've been uncomfortable. Uh, how about this? Well, more comfortable than on a donkey. Yeah. <laughs> At least a car you can have hay. But how about this? Uh, they probably did not travel alone through the desert. Mm-hmm. They would have traveled in a pack because it wasn't safe. Like we have all the songs. Think of all yeah. the Christmas songs. They portray a certain image of how Christmas looked. They're not in the story. In fact, they, they probably actually take away from it. Mm. Um, but yeah, so he's traveled 60 miles. She probably wasn't sitting on a donkey. She probably was in a car. All right, anybody else? What are the parts maybe for you? Like, man, I didn't think about that. Or maybe you related to. For me, it was just like the willingness to be used by God. Like when Mary's like, here, when the angel's like, you're going to be pregnant and it's the Holy Spirit and it's the Son of God. And she's like, I'll be the Lord's servant. Like, no, like, what are you talking about? (laughs) She has, well, in, in, in scripture anyways, she has like the one question. Sure. It's like, how can this be? Yeah, and then it, and then it goes to, I'm the Lord's servant. I you know. I have a feeling there was want. a little yeah. bit more wrestling than that. Well, maybe there was, but I just I think it's like even that is still like all right. That's a fast okay. That's <laughs> even, better than I, I would have done. She also maybe had been valid of like no wonder I haven't been feeling good. You know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, it's starting to add up now. Well, and even that, like for instance, the 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 Joseph marrying her quickly. I think in people's mind, at least in mine, I was thinking. Oh, he waited a while. No, she might have been a week pregnant when the Holy Spirit came to her. She may not have even known she was pregnant yeah. yet. And Joseph, when that comes to him, Joseph's response, and we talked about this in Sermon Read-Through, um, the weddings were a big deal. Yeah. And there's a whole family dynamic and there's a party and they would have done that. And because that shotgun weddings, having marrying somebody because they were pregnant would have been looked down on. That's considered, it wasn't just a sin, it's illegal. Adultery was grounds for being stoned to death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so here, like, we have this picture of, like, it was a small wedding. No, he would have, they would have moved up the wedding. He would, Joseph probably would have gone to his father, his biological father, said, Dad, the wedding's ready. Let's, we're ready to go. Can we do this? 
so that it would look like Jesus was his son, so that Mary would not look, it wouldn't look scandalous. She, she wouldn't be disgraced. And like, we don't miss that. We think like everybody knew that, yeah. no, that's a modern, that wouldn't have happened back then. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the other ones that for me, as I was processing through it, you, sorry, I think you both kind of hit on it is the story is condensed because that's how stories are. You don't get the full picture. And think about like, Joseph didn't believe her. Why would he? If I came up, okay, yeah. someone comes up and says, hey, uh, honey, I'm pregnant. And I know, I know we've never had sex before, but I'm pregnant. But by the way, it's the Lord's. Excuse me? That is so ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And no one's going to be like, oh, that must be the case. Like, you would have been like, uh, Okay. <laughs> Sure. Like sure. we read it and we romanticize and like Joseph was like, oh, of course, like it must be God's. <laughs> no, this virgins don't give birth. Mm-hmm. They don't do that. And so no wonder he's, but I, I love it shows about, about Joseph's character. His obedience. Not just his obedience, but he was going to divorce her quietly. His mm-hmm. respect for her. Yeah. And I, I'm like, wow, this, he was a good man. Uh, I have a friend of mine who's, he's an Anglican priest and, and, you know, he's, uh, and I didn't know this. He, he was when I explained this to me. Anglican and Episcopal still pray to be united back to the Catholic Church. Interesting. This is going somewhere, I promise. It's not just a thing. Um, so the, the Catholic Church, when it split, you had Episcopalian and, and Anglican, which split off of that. And he was talking about the perpetual virginity of Jesus, of Mary. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, we absolutely believe that. And I'm like, I know, and I told him, I said, I don't agree with you. When I look at the text, I don't, I don't see the reason why Mary has to remain a virgin. But even in that text, it says that he waited until after Jesus was born to consummate the wedding or the marriage. Yeah. Which implies that they did things that husband and wives do. Like there was intimacy. There was marital intimacy for the sake of a church podcast. I'm going to be more PG or G about it. But um, (laughs) But not until Jesus was born. Not until Jesus was born, which meant he actually he had every right to be intimate with Mary after they got married and he chose not yes. to. Yeah. And I, I wonder, and it doesn't say this, but I wonder if the reason why he did that was because I don't want there to be any confusion about whose child this is. Oh, I absolutely think it was. I think, I think you're right. Yeah. I think absolutely it was him trying to honor the Lord, love the Lord and be obedient to him in that. And, yeah. then, and then it, it has to be God's. If no one's done it, then it must be the Lord's. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I hadn't thought about that too. I suppose it's like, no, yeah, this this is really important. It's more important that this happen the way that an angel has told me it's going to happen than for me to, you know, get what I want necessarily. Yeah. So one of the, another interesting thing is that the text that this is taken from when it says a virgin will be with birth, the word in Hebrew there is not virgin, it just means young maiden. Mm-hmm. And that's one argument that people will make is that... Um, Nowhere in the Hebrew in the Old Testament did ever say a virgin birth. It just says that a young maiden, well, the implication of a young maiden is that she'll be a virgin. So by the time of Jesus, when when Matthew is writing this, when Luke is writing this, they would have associated a young maiden with being a virgin because virginity was sacred. You kept your, you kept your, you kept your purity until the marriage bed. Um, and so it's not a stretch, but it is one of the things that some people are like, well, that's, that word wasn't what it actually says in the Hebrew. It doesn't, but it's implied. That's just a little side note. Um, This whole idea of detours, even thinking through the shepherds, um, I love the fact that the shepherds, which shepherds in that culture are the lowest in the cast. When they smell bad. They do. They did. They they were out in the fields for weeks at a time with sheep. They smell just really rough. They're rough. rough Around the edges. Yeah, well, and they're rough around the edges, but they're also like... Already, they didn't have deodorant back then. They poured perfume on themselves, but they smelled like the animals they were around. They were people, you knew shepherds, you didn't associate with shepherds. And yet, who were the first evangelists after Jesus is born? We were, we were talking about this in Sermon Read Through, and it was really this idea that, okay, the shepherds are, I mean, they're the, they're the, low, the lowly, they're the ones who are the outcasts of society. And yet, they have the privilege, they're chosen to be with Jesus from, from his, you know, very birth yeah. and same with the Magi. They're, they're from another country 
And so this global call of God is evident at Jesus's birth. And so what I love is that as we've been going through Galatians and talking about multi-ethnicity and and uh, multi-socioeconomic, like we see that in the manger story. I think that's, I think that's incredible. Yeah. Well, and I think there's a, um, again, we have all the stories and we think of we three kings, which are the Magi. They weren't kings. That's a song, not actually scripture. Uh, But there actually doesn't say how many Magi there were. There were, there might've been dozens. There might've been a whole tribe. They just brought three gifts and the Magi, interestingly. So the whole reason why they come is Herod, who is, um, again, this is, this might help in understanding. So Caesar rules over Rome. Okay. And the way that Caesar governed his empire, and the reason why the Roman Empire lasted for so long, is that he would work with um, other nations, other people groups, their citizens to act as pseudo-rulers, as vice-rulers. Right. And the reason why he did that is in other, when, like Babylon, Babylon didn't do that. Babylon came in and it had to be Babylonians who ruled. Um, Persia was really the first time we see that. Xerxes, Artaxerxes. Uh, he didn't care if you worshipped his god. He just cared if you paid taxes. He would even support your different religions. Greco-Romans or the Greeks came in, did very similar. So Caesar would come in, and the Jews were kind of a Riley bunch. Uh, before Jesus, you had, uh, and actually another fun point of history, in the Catholic Bible, you have what's called the Apocrypha. It's the, they're, they're the secret books or hidden books. They're not secret or hidden. Um, they're actually, they're the in-between intertestamental books written between the last prophet and the birth of Jesus. And it's talking about this in Maccabean Wars. Jews were f- a fighting group. And so one of the ways that Caesar found a way to kind of placate them was he's like, no, no, you can have one of your people rule over them. So he appointed Herod, who was a Jew, as king over Israel. But he's not the real king. He's a play king. The real king is Caesar. Yeah. So when he says King Herod, so interestingly, for years... There was no evidence of there ever being a King Herod. There was only a Caesar. Well, then they discover Herod, who was the, I think it's called the Tetrarch, Mm -hmm. um, who was made the governor, but his title, self-proclaimed title, was King Herod. Caesar didn't care what you called yourself as long as you paid taxes. King Herod finds out that there's a new king being born, and he says, he sends this group called the Magi, who were Persian, magician, astrologers, they're not even Jewish. He's utilizing people outside of Jewish sources, sends them to go and find this baby Jesus based on astrological symbols, right? So they find him, and they, he then says, report back to me. And the Magi receive a word from the Lord that says, don't, because he plans on killing this child. And the Magi, who are not Jewish, it's, it goes back to that multi-ethnic thing you were just talking about, this whole multi-ethnic idea is, the birth of Jesus included all nations. All, you had all different people groups, socioeconomic, all the stuff we've been talking about in Galatians. Beautiful picture. Well, they come and they, they know now that this is the king, that this, this Jesus is the Messiah, even though they're not Jewish. They bring gifts and then rather than going report back to Herod, they leave. Well, here's what we find in Herod. You're going to talk about this on Sunday. Um, is that Herod knows where this baby has been born, Bethlehem. He didn't know where the baby was. He just knew that a baby had been born. He then demands the slaughter of every every male child under two, which then tells us that by the time he had news, Jesus was probably around two years old, somewhere between two and zero when Herod found out. Um, That leads Jesus and Joseph and Mary back into Egypt. They have to escape. Okay, let me ask a question. We talk about these detours, and that was really what the whole point of Christmas Eve was about, was these detours. I don't, I, I don't know about you. I hate detours. When I'm driving and I see, even, if, even here in Clear Lake, I've been driving, and like a road has been closed. I'm like, man, I got to travel all the way a block that way. Yeah. Yep. Like by our school, we just had a detour because yeah. they were doing road. And I was so annoyed because now I have to travel an extra 130 yards. Right. I'm pretty good about... If I know, like, if I've been somewhere a number of times, I'll have a, a route for it that is usually the fastest I can make it, the quickest. And then, of course, if I've driven it several times, I'll remember it. Well, if I can't go that way, if there's a detour, then I'm like, oh, now I got to think about how I'm going to get around this and which way to go. And I have to, I have to turn my brain back on. I can't just like coast along the route that I normally use. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so much work to try yeah. to find another way. When I think that's the problem with detours, detours are inconvenient. Yeah. They're not what you're expecting. And the whole point of the Christmas story, every moment of it is a giant detour. 
for everybody, for Mary, for Joseph, for the shepherds, for the Magi. But God is orchestrating the detour for something. But when you think of Christmas time, I mean, we always, you know, peace on earth, goodwill towards men, all the different different things. Um, how do you think Christmas might remind us that God actually, maybe he's orchestrating some of these detours in your life? We don't always see, we don't have angels who come to us in our dreams who are appear to us in person. But like, I, I think, for instance, um, I was pastor at a church in San Jose for four years. We ended up shutting that church down. It's a very painful process. And it was the right decision. It was the healthiest thing we could do for the church. I had a year without a job. Before I came to Zion, we were living with my father-in-law, who um, Lisa's mom had been, she had just died a few, uh, six months earlier. We're living in Phoenix. I have no calling. I'm interviewing places. That was a detour. Mm -hmm. And I look at that, and, and it's actually a great time. God did a lot of wonderful things in that. But I think God was using that to prepare me for here. But I couldn't see it in that moment. What if Christmas is a reminder? What are some detours you've had in your life that you can think of where you're like, man, I didn't, I didn't plan on this, but God has used it to bring a blessing, something bigger than I ever realized. Well, mine's kind of similar to your story a little bit, but I, we moved up here for my husband's job. And I loved the Des Moines area. I loved my job there. I loved my church there. We had good community. Mike's whole family is there. Literally, we lived a mile away from my in-laws, which was awesome when you have little kids. Um, and we moved here and I hated it for the first, <laughs> you know, year plus. First of all, I was still working in Des Moines. And so yeah. we hadn't found a church home. We were still church hopping. And so Mike had work, my kids had school, but I had nobody. And I worked in a basement by myself, you know, remotely. And so yeah. it was one of those things where, like that was entirely difficult. And actually, just like earlier this week, I was praying to God because my husband He'll want to do something else. Like, he'll want to continue to advance his um, his career someday. And so I was just praying about that and just, like, what does this look like and the timing for that and all that. And I actually found myself tearing up mm. because for the first year and a half, I hated living here. And now I would be sad to leave. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's a detour where it's like, I don't want to be on this road, you know? <laughs> and now yeah. it's like, wow, it would be it would be heartbreaking to detour yeah. again from this, you know? So. Yeah. How about you guys? Any other any detours for you? Yeah, I mean, my mine would be like an obvious one. I think of like moving from twelve, fifteen hours from like a, a whole state. You mean you're I'm not from to, Iowa? No, I don't even know Iowa was a real state. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> somewhere in the middle there. Yeah. It's it's Midwest. Which okay? Can I ask you a question? Why is it called the Midwest? We're well, not in the West. We're, west we're in the middle of the West. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I, really? I, don't, I have no idea if that's what. So I'm you just made that up. Yeah. I totally believed you. But I, think, I mean, I don't know. Is I 100%. I was bought in. Like, oh, that makes sense. Well, I think it makes sense, but I'm not saying it's real. West of the Mississippi, like Mississippi, is the demarcation. Okay, sorry. We, I digress. I think we actually could be. Because New Orleans, yeah. Actually, I think you might be. I we're think, definitely west of the. Mississippi. I think you're on something. I mean, on something. I think there is something. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Holy Spirit, Holy it's okay, and I can't tell. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that's okay. That's an inside That's joke. Inside Nobody joke. else. I'm sorry, guys. It's the Holy Spirit. It's, it's, yeah. yeah. I'm not on cocaine. I am filled with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> this is the oh, best Lord, podcast yeah. we've done yet. Like, all year long. Okay, Sean, so you're detoured. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. So, white Christmas for different reasons. White Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I don't know, like, my, my detour, because... I, I was at a place at my old church where, you know, it was actually going really good. And like, um, I was actually, the goal was me to step into a full-time position there as a tech director and as a, and as a, like an assistant worship leader. And, and like, all of a sudden my, like my best friend comes to me, he was, he was my boss and he was like, comes to me, he's like, Hey, and I was the first one he told Right. First one he's, he's telling this to you, he heard, he's like, hey, uh, I got a job offer. And I'm just like, excuse me. And he's like, I got a job offer at my home church. And his home church was like this small, small church. It turns into like this mega church that they run a food court out of it. It's like this awesome ministry. Right. He, he was like, I got offered to be the worship pastor. And, and like he was like, um, I want I want to let you know first because me and we're the closest. We did any, anything creative that you see that that you see from my website or anything, you know. Uh, uh, and he's like, "Yeah, 
and I and I was like, I think I'm gonna take it because him and his him and his family were going through a lot of stuff with health stuff, and and I was like, okay, <laughs> I was like, because I didn't I didn't have the confidence to step into a full time role yet. This was like. And 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 that and that my de- and that detour that when he told me that I was like something's about to happen. So it kind of took you off your yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like something's about to happen, and I feel it coming. Yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know if I'm supposed to step into this yet. And so, um, and that was like that was like four, five, six months before anything really happened. And so like, and then me finally just saying saying yes being like joseph and obeying yeah and like and it was just like all right i'm gonna apply and i applied to production jobs i was like i want to be a full-time engineer you know and stuff like that sure. and yeah. do video work or something and then i hit on nothing well i mean i think my resume on production looks better than worship leading and i hit on nothing on mm-hmm. production it was so then you get yep. some random call yeah. from this guy <laughs> i was like who I was like, clearly, and I was, and, and they asked his mom, I was like, oh, yeah, I grew up like an hour away from there. And I was like, Lord have mercy. I was like, here we go. And so that detour just really was just like something kind of like where I can relate to, that's why I can relate to Joseph because he was just like, okay. And he was just like, even, you know, even though he struggled with it, he, he, you know, like the human in him still fought it because I fought it because I was like, yeah. no, I probably should. I was like, no, nah. because me and Ashley was just about to get married. I want to put some bearings before we even think about moving. Mm-hmm. But then she comes to me and she's like, hey, I think we should move. And I was like, Lord have mercy. Oh my goodness, it's so, happening. <laughs> so now I was like, now I guess I got to apply to be a worship leader because like, because like, I want to be a stability so she can just go make become rich. Yeah. She can be the rich one, you know. It's, it's like it's like I, I'm working for if I'm working for a church the rest of my life. Even though, if, even if I go to a bigger church, they're not they don't have much money. So <laughs> and it's, just the, it's just the truth. And so that was that was the biggest detour and like so far besides like stories I have in my childhood and stuff yeah. like yeah. that experiences. Yeah. But like just for me to be able to obey the detour and allow me to step over the insecurities that yeah. I have. And we'll see what the blessing is. I mean, that's yeah. we don't see the immediate blessing, right? Yeah. You were right. a year and a half here. I mean, like, ah! yep. How about you? Any yep. detours for your life, John? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was at Iowa State right out of high school um, because everything about the place just made sense to me because I was going to study engineering because I was good at math and science. My best friend was there. We were going to room together. I love the campus i've been there forever and after you know three years i felt like i was just spinning my wheels i knew i was spinning my wheels i was like i don't want to do any of these jobs that are offered through engineering or math or anything like that and eventually just got to the point where i'm like i can't stay here i i gotta i'm and but i don't want to go back home and that's eventually what happened i was like i'm back home i don't know what i'm gonna do now yeah and it's just so funny sitting in those moments where i'm like I have no idea where I'm going to go next or what's going to happen next. And it's just the little things that I wouldn't have thought about. I got back into performing on the stage through musicals, through the local community theater. And it was like, well, I'm here for the summer now. I guess I'll do it. Sure. That'll be fun. And one thing led to another, all these slightly related, but like, inconsequential things in my mind. I'm like, this is not what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Yeah. But it led one thing led to another until I can look back and go, Oh, there's the path. Yeah. There's where it was leading. Like, that's why we, that's why we exited oh. here and took this detour yeah. off in the back, and, in the back roads. And God was crafting you. You didn't even know it. You're just like, I'm just, right. I'm a, like, I was taking, I was taking random gigs doing yep. different and, you know doing photography and stuff like that and just like he was just still because i thought i was gonna give up on videography and photography before <laughs> i came up here and I, so I was like i looked at ash i was like i'm just saw all my gear because i'm not going to use it i was like i just be a bass player in a in an in a md and stuff and like or, or music, That's di- music director music for, director you know, and, and for a band and stuff like that and not so, a medical doctor so, <laughs> well, yeah i'm not that smart and so and, like, and so like those things like he's like crafting you in and I'm just like now I'm looking back I'm like man 
Yeah, I was like, I got, I got, God was shaking me so much and I was not expecting what I, the skills I have now. So this, this brings an interesting point. So, and we think about uh, this idea of God orchestrating or leading. God can put the detour before you, but you have to choose to yeah, take it. Yep. God's not going to force you. Now, sometimes God <laughs> I, I, closes doors. I feel like I, I don't <laughs> think I took the detour willingly. I'll say that. I was like, mm, I don't know about this. But you could have chosen something else. Yeah. yeah. So I think true. like even Mary, Mary could have said, I don't, I'm not doing this. Yeah. Um, are there are any yeah. number of things. And God's not was not going to force her to carry his child, I don't believe. You well, know, and that's the part. Like, yeah. I think God knew her well enough, knew yes, her heart. But yes. Joseph, Joseph could have easily said, I'm done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And got her, got her killed. Yeah, or or just said, "I'm going to do this." To, I'm going to. I don't believe you, but I'm not going to embarrass her. Yeah. But I'm, I mean, that's. I think sometimes we think that God's detours means that God is forcing you to do things. Mm-hmm. No, sometimes the door closes, or yeah. God is He shuts down a road. But other times the road is wide open, as God's yeah. saying, "Don't go that way." Mm-hmm. And I think that's the hardest time is when everything seems to be going. Yeah. This is clear sailing. I'm good, smooth road ahead, yeah, yeah, yeah. no traffic, and and then all of a sudden God's like, "Hey, if you looked over here. I don't, I don't want to look over there, Lord." Yeah. Yeah. I think the other thing is, it's I think over. in Christian, Christians in particular, it's like we come to this fork in the road where we have to go left and right. And I know I've said this a couple of times, but I think it's true. It's like, you know, sometimes I don't think God. Doesn't matter Cares. which way you go. Just what he matters is you're obeying him and following That's him right. and seeking him. And so yeah. whether you go left, even if left was the wrong way, he is still a good God and can work good things out of it. Yeah. And I, I call that right or writer. Is that sometimes we're like, well, what's yeah. the right thing to do? Well, no, if it's not bad. So for instance, if it's like a job. Do I work over here or yeah. do I work over here? Well, if one of them is illegal then you know the answer but if they're both good <laughs> options see lord now could better one be better suited for sure. you but god's going to bless it regardless what god won't do is bless sin yeah yeah now he might still bless you in spite of your sin but he's not going to bless the behavior because of the sin yeah and i think when, when we think about christmas and this is what the detour kind of forced me to do as we were talking about this whole thing started because we've been doing passport to galatia and like well we're we didn't do an advent series we didn't do a Christmas theme series. I'm like, you know what? We're going through Galatians. Let's let God word speak. And I think God's done some pretty cool things over the last month or so. And I'm glad that we didn't like, let's take a break and do an Advent series. Not that there's anything wrong with that. There's not. But I feel like God has been prepping. And I think it was three months ago, Kyla was like, so what's your plan for Christmas? I'm like, I don't know, detour to Bethlehem <laughs> because we're doing passport, right? Yep. And that, that was a detour into itself that made me have to look at this story through a different lens. And even realizing, like, how often is the purpose of Christmas about, you know, God's peace, which, again, is true. God's love, which is true. All of a sudden, it made the story of Mary and Joseph and Jesus that much more real to me. And it was no longer a Charlie Brown Christmas story that's beautifully read and narrated. And it's got, you know, stars and shepherds. Has a perfect ending. Yeah, there's no perfect ending in this. And in fact, I mean, if, if you really want to look at the whole outcome... Jesus' death, that's the real ending of this story. Yeah. If it had ended there, you'd be like, this was not a Hallmark ending. <laughs> not at all. This sucks. Yeah. yeah, and that's the thing with Hallmark movies is like you, they lived happily ever after. And I wonder if they were to do like a five years later, how many of those couples would be divorced? <laughs> like a bachelor or something? Yeah, yeah. Like, well, but like, I think it'd be funny to see like one of those Hallmark movies and then they do a like second one, life. but it's real life. And how we found is they got, they got together too quickly because they actually didn't know each other very well. They only had the emotions of love because of winter. And Yikes. now it's four Christmas is later and they're not talking to one another. I'm like, that's more like what a real, but that's not a good Hallmark movie. They just come back again at the next Christmas or something, but right. Well, Hey guys, here's, here's where I want to end us. And, and I'd love to share, I'd love for each of you to share And this is kind of a side side note, but I think a fun way to end it. Uh, what is the worst Christmas gift you've ever gotten? Oh, Gosh. And you don't have to share who it was from, or you can make it almost almost be maybe you don't want to be so specific because someone's listens, they might go, Oh that was me. That was me. Yeah, so make it make okay. it generic I got, enough. I have a generic story. If you know me at all, you know you probably have heard me say this before. <laughs> and I'm not even gonna say a specific gift because there isn't one. But I have a certain someone in my life who I love dearly and who loves me dearly. <laughs> this person 
will ask me what I want for Christmas, and I will tell this person exactly what I want. (laughs) But to this person, it is not good enough to get me what I want. (laughs) Because it required, like, that was too easy. There was no effort or thought on this person's part. Hmm. And so instead, I will get gifts that I didn't want. <laughs> so give me an idea of a gift you wouldn't want. Don't be specific because I know we're not trying to hurt I anybody. Like so, like so, like hey, I really want this. Give me a gift. Like give me, give me, give me a, give me an example of the two. And it doesn't have to be from real okay. life. Okay. Well, one of the things I, I think if I'm understanding your question right, <laughs> I, I I've asked for like short booty boots. And what are booty? <laughs> They're like, so, they're like ankle. <laughs> Twerk. <laughs> no, definitely not. Probably would have gotten. We're talking about Mike, obviously. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> um, they're short. Laughing <laughs> with my voice being gone sounds really you're ridiculous. <laughs> it's okay, booty boots are like boots that come up to like your ankle or just a little bit higher. Their name does not match. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. But in any case, I what I received what, were tennis shoes. <laughs> and to this day, we still, he will be like, love your boots. And I'm like, my tennis shoes. <laughs> That's hilarious. And I do like them. They were a good gift. But they were, they were not the gift that I asked for. Yeah. How about, how about you guys? Well, I can't think that I've. Come I mean, on, I'm you've sure, gotten a sure, gift that was well, not what you Here's the thing, wanted. though: is I, I'm sure I have. <laughs> but here's the thing: is I I do it to myself, so I am the <laughs> worst person. What? I'm the worst person to shop for. Because I, because oh, okay. I see what you're saying. I thought you like bought yourself a gift you hated. Like, yeah, no, this gift sucks. No, no, no. <laughs> me. I well, I will just if I if I want something, you I'll be it. like, you know, I think I'll just get that. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, that's called being an adult. Well, yeah, and I'm like, right? no, you don't have to get me anything, but I do throughout the year go. Oh, that'd be nice for Christmas. I don't want it now. <laughs> but then it, come Christmas time, I'm like, like, I have no idea. No idea. You gotta keep yourself a list on your phone I, or something. I have to make it physical. It okay, so what was one gift that you got that you're like, oh, I can't believe I got this? Well, I don't know. I, <laughs> Isn't this I, so hard? You know, you know what? There you don't was, want to embarrass anybody, but also you're like, no. It is but, funny. There, so there was, I remember the first time I got uh, like, long socks that had fun like just a random pattern on it and i don't even remember what it, what the, what it was they're, they're probably gone thrown away now because i <laughs> i wore them so long but that just like sparked in me like oh now i gotta get as many of these socks as i can and now that's what i do to this day i have me random <laughs> fun socks you do. On oh my gosh you're not lying all the time okay, nobody let me describe sees for the listener yep they're different they're two different colored blues with Two eyes and mouths in the black, in the teeth awesome. in the black part. Yeah. Should, yeah. Can you kick your leg up here so Sean can see? <laughs> yeah, let me just. Are you you are. You, well, he's do Taekwondo. He's like a triple oh, black belt. Oh, that was like They're monster socks. socks. Oh, was that blue yep. from um, Foster's Imaginary Friends? <laughs> I don't think they're related, no, but that did remind <laughs> me of that too. Sorry. Yeah. You young. All right. So <laughs> your your bad gift is that it made you want to buy more of them? It was, it was that like. the opposite of a bad gift. I know. It was bad initially because I was like, oh. I don't know that I'm going to wear these, but thank you. And now that's all you wear? And now it's all I wear, yeah. Okay, okay. I don't think you understood the question. All right. <laughs> I, understand, I understand your question, but I'm a snitch. I don't care. <laughs> I'm a snitch. My grandma is one of the worst gifts givers in the whole world. Oh, man. Make sure to send her this. I, I will. She, and so, like, listen, I was I was 14 years old. I looked at her. I said, Grandma, Mima, I want, I want $80. So all I want, give me 80 bucks. And cause I just need some new, I was like, I need some new soccer cleats. Cause I bought cheap ones. I ain't gonna buy no expensive ones. So like, and so the black grandma that I have mm-hmm. goes, nah, she looked at me on Christmas day <laughs> and gave me a bag of butterscotch candies. And he goes, <laughs> and he goes this is $80 worth of, worth of candies. And I said, you got to be kidding me. She goes, nope, you shouldn't tell me what you wanted because I could have got you something bigger. And I was like, I was like, you know what, grandma? You better, you, are, you better hope, you better hope oh. I don't prank you back because you might have a heart attack. And so you better watch out. You better not cry. You better, <laughs> Sean so, Lumpkin's coming to town. I was so annoyed. So Eighty dollars worth. So, she gave me butterscotch candies. That's okay. So, okay. so I got to tell you, there's, there's a, even like a five dollar bill in there. 
eighty dollars worth of butterscotch. Like that's not even conversion rate today. You can't take it back for eighty dollars. Oh so okay, I got to tell you, that's not butterscotch. It's caramel. Um, we have a we have a woman in our church who makes caramel and then brings it to our staff, and it is the best caramel ever. Mm. I think it's it's like sure. It's it's amazing. Like legitimately, it's there's some up in the break room right now. You should, you should. I've seen them, but I have not tried them. Oh my gosh, too. they're they are. It's it's like melts in your mouth. Melts in your mouth. Amazing. It's good. So mine, I have two. It looks like me. I had this great aunt, Aunt Betty, whose name was actually Union. That was her. Union. My mom was almost named Union. It was a family name. Like Miller. Seriously, people come on. <laughs> so her her name was Union E. Miller. And they changed her. Her name just became Aunt Betty. How they got Betty, maybe her middle E is Elizabeth. I don't know, maybe. Whatever. So she was much older than I was. She lived in Booth Bay Harbor, Maine. And the things she would give me for Christmas were things that, like, maybe 80-year-olds liked. Like, uh, one year I got a National Geographic subscription. I was 10. Oh, all right. Like, not as a 10-year-old. Not a 10, man. Or my, the other one, she, I got a whole box of stamps. Like old stamps, which sounds cool. Not when you're ten. That's funny. Coins. Yeah. I got coins, yeah. which again. Did you save them? At one point, I did, but I'm like, what am I gonna do? But they weren't even worth anything. Like I had a penny collection. I had buffalo nickels, which sounds cool. Sounds cool until you're ten. At ten, you're like, this is this horrible. Is what am I gonna do with this? Yeah. But here's my favorite. Okay, so I told Lisa, I'm a lot like you. If I tell you I want something, I want that thing. Yeah. So Lisa and I, I don't know if we were married yet, and I said I either want this keyboard. Or I want this guitar pedal, either or. And they were both like 300 bucks. That's all I wanted. I didn't want anything else. I just wanted these things. Keyboard, guitar pedal. Guitar. And, like, yep. and here's the thing about musical instruments. If you're not a musician, you may not appreciate this. Quality matters. And when you want something, you want it because it has a quality. It's not the thing. It's what that thing does that you care about, right? Yeah. So Christmas rolls around and I'm opening up presents and Lisa goes, <laughs> you're going to love this. And I'm like, oh, and I open it up and... She goes, I knew you wanted the keyboard or that. Instead, what I got you was a cheaper keyboard um, and a cheaper guitar pedal. And neither uh, of them were what I wanted and neither of them were uh, good. Uh -huh. and, but here's the thing. I have the worst poker face in the world. <laughs> so I'm opening it and I'm like, oh. Oh, no. <laughs> this is not. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> and she was so mad at me because she's like, you don't appreciate it. I'm like, that's not what I asked for. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. That's tough with musical instruments, especially is. keyboards. It's like, no, no, no. I, I would like a Yamaha MX 300, yeah. not, you know. A Casio 12. Yeah. It's, plays it's, the it's difficult. It's hard. Yeah. And, and again, she was, I get what she, I get the intention, but again, it's not what I was asking for. Okay. So here's why I asked that. <laughs> Do you think Joseph and Mary, and obviously knowing what Jesus was going to be, but without having the hindsight, do you think this is what they would have wanted for Christmas? Mm. Do you think that having a virgin birth, like again, in the hindsight, like absolutely. Well, it says she was like, you know, I'm the Lord's servant, whatever. I think that's a romanticized version. I have a feeling Mary probably had other feelings. And it'd be okay if she did. She still submitted to it. That's why I wasn't just asking because yeah. it was a fun way to end. I was asking it because I don't think if they had their choice, this is how they would have wanted their life to pan out in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Now I look back later in that story about, you know, those Buffalo nickels might actually be worth a lot of money now, but when I was 10, I didn't see it. You love those tennis shoes, your mm -hmm. socks. I don't know what to tell you about the caramels. <laughs> he still got them. To His the grandma, your grandma sounds awesome is what she sounds like. Nope, nope. You, I'm giving you $80 you see, in butterscotch. You know my personality, just think of her and mix with my dad. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> All right. So I, I definitely, to answer your question about Mary and Joseph, no. Yeah. Nobody mm -hmm. thinks that the life that God has for them in that moment, it, that's always what we want. Yeah. Yep. That's the whole point is that what God has for us, even though it's the best for us in the moment of the time, it is not what we thought. It is yeah. not what we want. Looks we might even try bad. to avoid it. Mm -hmm. yep. And that's the whole point of this detour thing. And that's and what if instead of Christmas, just reminding us of goodwill, peace on earth, joy, um, God becoming flesh, which are all wonderful things. They are. They are the heart of Christmas. What if Christmas reminds us that God works on the detours? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That the gift you may not want actually may be the gift that you need or the gift somebody else needs. Yeah. And or the gift that you do want eventually. And you just don't know right. it yet. Yeah, because yeah. think about Mary eventually, like this was her son. This was a gift. I mean, this was absolutely a gift. Absolute gift, even for Joseph. And, and evidence, most likely Joseph probably died, died when, Joseph, when Jesus yeah. was younger because mm -hmm. we don't see him anywhere else in the picture. 
But I think that's what, I think Christmas, if we look at it through this perspective, it could change maybe how we, instead of what I get, maybe the perspective is God saying, what, maybe Christmas isn't about you. Maybe Christmas is about those detours that are really, maybe you may not actually experience the blessing. Someone else might. Well, hey, here's, do me a favor. So one of the things that we're trying to do uh, with the podcast, we've got, actually, I'm, I'm really blessed and I've had multiple conversations. That was such a real Christian way to say, I'm so blessed. I'm blessed. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've, I've talked know, to, this is awesome. oh yeah. So John Quigley wants me to point out, this is the last podcast of 2021. So, season finale. Season finale. Not series finale. Season finale. But here's this is the cool part that I've been hearing. I've had multiple conversations with people that are listening on our app, which is awesome. And what surprises me, it's all different age groups. I've got older people like I just love the podcast, and that was I don't know why that was nice. that sounded nice. that so. Yeah. <laughs> sounded like an old person. It's, uh, well, that's because my voice is going. And, uh, sure. uh, but I've also I've heard from numerous people how much they're enjoying this. Part of the reason why we're doing this is not just to benefit people at Zion listening, but also we want to expand to the, the wider audience. So here's how you can help us and help us kind of get the breakthrough breakdown out there. If you click on the link on, on the Facebook or on the email for it, go to the actual Apple podcast on your phone. Do us a favor, favor, favor. I have words, they're there. Mm-hmm. Do us a favor, um, leave a rating. You can do a five-star rating. If you don't like it, put a one. That's I, You know what? I just love feedback. If there's something you love, everybody's like, have more Jennifer, less of Jason. I get that. That's cool. <laughs> uh, says that. But here's what I'd love for you to do. Share it with a friend. Share a review. And because here's my hope is we're trying to love our city. And I believe part of this, the, the comment that the feedback I've been getting from people is that they love the different perspectives. They love the humor. And we do. We have a lot of fun on this. Like <clears throat> the podcast is fun. I wish you could be in the room with us. Um, but click on the actual Apple link, share it. And that, here's the thing. If we get enough of those, you can make it to the top of Apple's list and they'll list it as a new and upcoming podcast. Hey. And, and that's really what my heart is. I want to see what God is doing here extend past just Zion. Now, please keep on listening online. That's why we have the app. But that will help us to further the mission. Um, I think next year we've been talking about it. We, we are going to do a Q&A podcast coming up in 2022 nice. where you guys can submit questions, that kind of stuff. Hey, thank you so much for you faithful listeners, people who have been going. Would you stop singing? <laughs> I hear he's, adding, he's adding music. He's for adding the, background music yes, for me. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Jason. I'm John. Sean. Jennifer, Merry Christmas. Enjoy your fresca. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Breakthrough Breakdown, a Zion podcast. Make sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple Music, and check out the Zion app. Share this episode with your friends so they can tune in as well. We'll be back next Wednesday with another installment of the Breakthrough Breakdown.